Hey, sweet friends. Do you have a friend who is completely opposite from you in so many ways? On paper, it doesn't make sense that you are friends. Patrice is that friend for me, and I'm so excited you get to meet her on this episode. I am Catherine Means, and you are listening to Here's What I Know to Be True. Some things you need to know about Patrice. Technically, I'm older than her. By only 36 hours, seriously, but those 36 hours matter to her a lot. Which leads me to another thing you should know about her. When she gets an idea in her head, especially if that idea is ridiculous, she is completely obnoxious about it. It's also a thing that endears her to me, so I overlook it most of the time. She is a lover of unicorns and rainbows and all things magical. She is a fitness enthusiast and master smoothie maker. She is a Christ follower, a wife who honors her husband so completely, I'm not sure I've ever heard her say a serious negative thing about him. A mother who intentionally parents her son and daughter in a beautiful way. She is a truth teller and doesn't care if that truth stings, which makes her the best kind of friend. She is a cheerleader and a fellow loud laugher. And truthfully, she is one of my favorite people on the planet. So when I thought about having a conversation with one of my friends about a topic I didn't necessarily feel like I was ready for, I knew she was the right one to call. And I wasn't wrong. Parents to littles, this is another episode to get those earbuds out so they don't overhear anything inappropriate for their age. Parents to teenagers, this might be a good one to listen to together after you listen to it first, of course. Also, sweet friends, I titled this conversation Unpopular Opinions on Purpose. I don't expect everyone to agree with us but I am asking you to take everything you disagree with us about to Jesus first and see what he says. So without further ado, hold on to your hats because anywhere Patrice is, you are bound to have a good time. Hey, friend. Hey. <laughs> hey. So this is going to be a different tone of an episode because, you know, I'm all like calm sounding. And, and just so that you know, Patrice brings out a little bit of a feistier version of Catherine. What? You do. Okay, okay. I love it. Mm. Listen, that nickname is just for me and you. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad that you're here. Um today talking with me about unpopular opinions. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to make this like a, maybe a seasonal segment where we talk about, I talk about unpopular opinions with some friends of mine. So yeah, yeah. Good. Are you ready for it? I'm ready, babe. Um, Okay. So unpopular opinion, number one, Mm -hmm. posing for a provocative bikini picture on the beach and posting it on Instagram makes you look too much like the world. Mm. So what are our thoughts? And also that is 
my unpopular opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think you and I share it. So you and I share it to a certain extent. Okay, yeah. Um, and we share it to a certain extent because I also want to probe when you when we pose when we take pictures um, exposing our bodies. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose? Yeah. Like, and when we're honest with that, mm. um, we're looking for a lot of times we're looking for validation. Yeah. Um, we're looking for attention. Mm-hmm. We're looking to be, um, worthy mm-hmm. and we are looking for, uh, acceptance. We're looking for all of these things we already have yeah. in God. When we're posting these things, these provocative pictures. And then, so here's the thing. I do think there's a difference between you at the beach in a bikini, um, having fun with your friends yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you posting like I didn't see you, you we know them pictures that you you by yourself you on your knees and you look oh my back goodness and, the kneeling I can't with you the know, kneeling like, in the you sand know, you know hey hey I can't now um we you know they call it thirst traps we yes. know the difference yes. you know but if you out there having fun and, with your and family, with your, family yes. and your friends and there's a different tone but when you get to posing these pictures you know and, and here's the thing you know uh with your clothes you know exposed with you exposing your body or not exposing your body i think when we post on social media we need to be looking at the reason why. Right. Like, what is this for? Am I posting this for validation? Mm-hmm. Um, am I posting this for acceptance? Is I'm posting this to be made worthy? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the, I, I kind of agree with that unpopular uh, opinion about um, it being, and here's the thing, I don't want to say necessarily uh, um, the world. Um, that we look too much like the that world. That we look okay. too much like the world. Um, well, no, I guess we, we, we can. Because if we don't really have that full acceptance and worthiness and receiving all of that, and we know that that's what the world is looking for, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, you, you are mirroring I, I and mean, not standing out. Yeah, and that is a member of the body of Christ mm-hmm. going outside of Christ mm-hmm. to find their worth and value. Yeah, and then that's where the problem lies. And... And so then that leads me to unpopular opinion number two, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear a lot, I hear a lot from this generation, this Gen Z, and I don't know if they're hearing it from our generation or if it's just coming from within them, like posing for and posting said pictures, like it's body empowerment. Like, you know, I am proud of my body and, it, and like, Growing up in the 90s, like you and I did, going to high school in the 90s where everybody was rail thin, Mm -hmm. and that was what was coming out of, you know, that was what was in the fashion magazines Mm -hmm. and all of the things. And and struggling with my weight for most of my life, I have dealt with a lot of bad body image things because of that. And so while I think it's great that we're talking about it Mm -hmm. and unpopular opinion number two is posing for and posting said picture isn't body empowerment if you are a blood blood bought believer your body is not your own anyway it's the temple of the holy spirit being body confident doesn't mean you have to prove that confidence by letting the whole world see it in order for it to be valid i I agree. Here's the thing when we say about body confidence because there are parts of it Parts of that, I understand where you're coming from, but let's let's make sure that's a truthful statement. Mm-hmm. So if you are posting it because you are confident about your body, then when I meet you in real life, 
you should be exuding that same yeah. type of confidence. <laughs> and there's a lot of people that you talking about you're exuding confidence and I meet you and the insecurities just mm-hmm. flow on out. And you're still coming from that place of not feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. So you're lying to yourself. 90% of the time you're yeah. lying to yourself. But say you are. So like personally, I've struggled with stretch marks. Mm-hmm. And so I have, yeah, there's, there's, there's probably no, I think there's one um, picture I posted a long time ago. But other than that, you'll never, you haven't seen my stretch marks marks um on social media mm-hmm. like that um and so because it's still kind of a, a sensitive subject but mm-hmm. um when um I'm coming out of that and I'm really coming into my own 40 year old mm-hmm. body you may see a couple of pictures with me exposing my stretch marks and the reason why is because I remember when when I was um 14 and having mm-hmm. stretch marks nobody in the world again we grew up in the 90s and it was just everybody was just thin and perfect and nobody but me and my mama in the whole wide world had stress marks. Like, I didn't think, I didn't no, think stress marks. I had marks. them too. I didn't even think white people can get stress marks. Oh, yeah. I had no idea why people get stress marks. No idea. It blew my mind. Like, what? Oh, and they're purple. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. I had no idea. I just thought, like, yo, just me and my mom and the only people in the whole world that got stress marks. You no. feel me? Like, so it was just this big mm-hmm. thing. And then so now, um, coming from a place, I think if you come from a genuine place, mm-hmm. but so many times you're lying to yourself. Yeah. And you just want to get that validation and you want to get that. Those likes. Those likes. Mm-hmm. And yes, you are beautiful. And first of all, we have to realize that when we do things like that, we we should make sure that we are communicating with God as believers. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know, is this what you want me to do? Can I, can you get glory from me doing this or going out? Cause when I personally, you know, I love social media and when I do post on there, um, I, it is a, is this going to bring God glory, or is he going to be looking, look at this girl. Yeah. Come get her. Go, Gabriel, go down and get that girl. You know what I mean? Like, is he, what's happening? You feel me? So like, ask your, you know, have, as a believer, have those conversations like Uh with God. Hey, okay. I, I will, I want, I believe that I can empower other women or Uh other men by posting this picture. Uh Um, would this give you glory? And if the answer is yes, then you go ahead. You know, we, we are governed by, uh, we're governed by God and we're governed by that Bible. And I think sometimes we forget that trying to, you know, fit in with the world right. so much. Like, hey, I, they're doing it, so I want to do it and I can empower. But is that what God calls you to do? Mm-hmm. And is that empowerment really true? Or you just want to get some little bit of validation because right. you done lost some weight and now all of a sudden, and don't get me wrong, baby, I'm in the fitness, you know, yeah. if I get a six pack, I don't know. <laughs> If I get that six pack there, you can post it. You I, can post I it. mess around. It's going to be walking around <laughs> with just a sports bra. I'm going to come in the next time. I'm going to have a little meeting. That's why you got sports bra on. <laughs> it's the Lord's will. I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> but you feel me like yeah. there, but there's a difference before I do post, I'm going to, God, I, this is my intention. Mm-hmm. And then well, I'm going to sit there with it. So I would say with these unpopular um, opinion, number one and number two, really talk with God. Mm-hmm. If you're a believer, we, we're filtering through it because everything mm-hmm. we're doing is going to be to unto the Lord yeah. and for his glory mm-hmm. and then to bring people in because our ultimate, uh, our ultimate job is to, to bring more people into the mm-hmm. kingdom is to disciple people, to go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Jesus last command was go out and make disciples. So are we doing that right. by, you know, uh, busting a loose on the, on the, on the beach, on the gram. Yeah, yeah. On the ground, you know, on the beach, you know, you arch yeah. your little back and yeah. you ain't got no back. You arching. This is not just a right. young people thing. This is the older people. Right. Um, this is older. This is everybody because people mm-hmm. our age is, you know. And I think that's what it is. Like, because the tone of the culture is, 
you know, be proud of your body no matter what its size. It is trickling down from our generation. So to say that it's just our teenagers would be unfair. Yeah, no. Because they learn. I'm like, they're looking at us. They're They're watching us. And that I I hear so often, you know, it's my body and, you know, I can do with it what I want. And Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, but if you're a believer, if you're a believer in Christ, your body is not your own. It is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And that is a thing that we do not talk about enough. Um, and we, we'll talk about it in like the things that you put in your body. Like even I think food is a conversation that is being had more and more. We're not even going to get on that. Subject, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but, but we'll talk about things that we're putting in our body. Like, are you smoking? Are you doing drugs? Are you drinking? Are you eating healthy or unhealthy? But also how are you clothing it? Mm-hmm. And so that the heart of I re, I remember being you know we I grew up in the church and you know I kissed dating goodbye and why wait and all of the like really big popular churchy things in the nineties just got like shoved down my throat and so I remember a T shirt that Lifeway used to sell that said modest is the hottest and, <laughs> 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 and so you know there's the whole like c- negative connotation I think that we've just been sold a bill of goods that none of us have really bought because that isn't the heart of it like it isn't so much about protecting like our brothers in Christ it's r- and while that's true what it what we really need as women is to like check our hearts yeah. like yeah. why are we doing yeah. what we're doing and being honest with ourselves like i'm not going to tell you what you can and cannot wear but you at least better be honest about why you're wearing it absolutely and so <laughs> and so yeah. many of us are not and then we're we're not and, and as adults um, we're not aware of it because we're still dealing with, you know, past hurts and right. rejection and we're not, you know, honest. But again, when we, um, put certain things on, when we, um, put certain things out there on social media, we have to be aware that we are constantly a representation of God. Mm-hmm. Like every, and here's the thing. I don't know. I do not buy in to dress in a certain way to protect our brothers. Right. I don't buy into that. Like I can give a darn. You ba- you manage your own self. Like right. I'm not fixing to dress, not dress a certain way. So you learn how to control yourself because you're right. wrong. We'll get into that. We won't get into that because I don't <laughs> believe in that. Like, right. Protecting. No. But I do believe in honoring yourself. Right. And making sure that certain things that you do are honoring yourself mm-hmm. and honoring God. And you got to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Like in here's the thing that in that and modesty looks different on everybody right because being modest especially be doing you know depending on how you grew up like I didn't grow up the I didn't grow up in in the church like Mm -hmm. that I didn't in the 90s it was a free-for-all so -hmm. then my modest may look my my modest skirt maybe right right baby you know to my right to my little thigh or Mm there or right below my butt cheek and that may be modest to me Mm -hmm. and I feel comfortable and so that's what I when we think about modesty, you know, old school church, they think this, this is it. No, baby, because I come from a different background. Mm-hmm. So what God is speaking to me is what God is speaking to me. If he's saying, hey, just 
you know, maybe a little bit shorter, baby. That's it. Yeah. That's, you know, don't let the butt cheek hang out on that one there. Just tuck <laughs> you it back a, in. You mean a little bit longer? A little bit longer. A little okay. bit, yeah, a okay. little bit longer. A little bit longer. Don't let the, you know, let don't let the cheek hang out. And that yeah. may be modest to somebody, to, mm-hmm. to a female, whereas, you know, another female be feel like, oh, I need to have the Bermuda shorts on. Let me get it all the way down to my knee. Stop talking about me. Yeah, hey, hey, you know, but here's the thing. <laughs> we, we sitting across from two different people where you the Bermuda, Bermuda shorts, and I'm like, this covered a butt yeah. cheek. You feel me? And that's that's modest to me. Yeah. And so our view of modesty also has to be, again, comes from that relationship with mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Like, what what is he telling you? Because mm-hmm. your version and my version may be a little bit different, mm-hmm. but as long as we're hearing from our father because we're different right and this we receive that now it doesn't take and and which also puts the pressure off of me judging what you got on exactly. and judging what i got mm-hmm. on so um and i don't want us to come off as being judgmental on this conversation i want us to come off the point is yo check in with god and check mm-hmm. in with yourself why are you doing this yeah and also, like, while you were talking, I just was reminded, I mean, God meets us where we are. Absolutely. God meets Patrice where Patrice is, not where Catherine is. Yes. And Catherine needs to recognize that. even talking about modesty that leads us into a a greater conversation about purity um, which leads us into unpopular opinion number three sex before marriage isn't just against God's best for us it's actually really damaging oh um and just just to remind the listeners we are coming from very different places in this conversation and so um there's a and I'll tell you as my friend mm-hmm. and then my sweet friends that are listening <laughs> um I battled with the Lord a lot about talking about this right now on the podcast um because there's a there's a huge part of me that doesn't feel like I have um a leg to stand on in a conversation like this as a 40 year old virgin who is literally that's the title of a movie that <laughs> makes fun of me, you know, and, and I haven't watched it. Um, but let me tell you, so I did tell my counselor this and she laughed just like you're laughing right now. Thank you very much. Um, I, so I went on my 40th birthday road trip mm-hmm. and I was like, like feeling empowered and like, this is going to be awesome. And I get to Charlotte and I check into my hotel and I'm getting like, cause I'm going to go to elevation church for the first time the next day. And I'm really, I'm just pumped. I'm like feeling myself. I'm really excited to be there. I order dinner, dinner, I go pick up dinner and then I turn on the TV and I'm like, this is going to be the last time I'm probably going to watch TV for a week because I was trying to be really intentional with my time. And I'm just dealt the hotel channels. And so I'm just flipping through. And do you know, I've never seen 40 year old virgin. Do you know what was on TBS? (laughs) 
and I was about to be 40 in like two days. I hated the enemy so much in that moment because I was like, oh, heck no. You're not going to like wreck wreck you know this mood and this mojo I got going on just like really excited to be away with the Lord and I turned it off and I think I watched Transformers or some weird something like that was on so yeah so Transformers is good for you made good you made a good decision so all of that to say there's a enormous part of me that doesn't feel like I can have this conversation and I don't know why because it's you 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 are in your head or you listening to the enemy and the enemy is just telling you all these things but here's the thing you're just just, that's just like saying Paul does hasn't Paul has no authority to talk to us about this type of stuff Mm. Paul wasn't married Mm -hmm. Paul wrote what over half of the New Testament so Paul addressed anything about marriage or anything about uh, uh, sex or, or anything about the opposite sex that we shouldn't listen to him either yeah. because he has no authority. Absolutely not. You don't necessarily have to experience something. Yeah. And then first of all, first of all, it's, you don't have to experience that something to, to speak on it necessarily. But second of all, your position is valid and it's uh-huh. also needed for people to see like people need to be able to see that it is possible and yeah. that you can live a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. Like I, the, the, here's the thing, the influence that you have on even my children, I tell you all the time, mm-hmm. like Joe thinks like, I, I think Joe thinks your life is like awesome. You got, you, it's just you and your dog. <laughs> and Joe was like, yeah, I'm just going to be, you know, I'm just going to be like Miss Catherine. With the, with, but he wants three dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wants three dogs and he, yeah. In Joe's eyes, this be the coolest, yeah. you know what I mean? And I say this to say your 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 experience is your experience and it's and it's valid and so your words are as well. And it's just coming from a different position. Yeah. And so you and I are very opposite on just about every thing. <laughs> uh, well no, we we have a lot we have a lot in common, but yeah. there's a lot of We love Jesus. Yes, That's the love, thing that we matters the most. Love, 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 love. So I'm different. I am um, not a virgin. Um, well, okay, but you're also married. Okay, so okay. I wasn't a virgin when I okay. got married. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I nowhere near a virgin when I got married. Um, mm. And so I had sex before my husband, and knowing what I know now, and this the experience and the love and the marriage that I have now, I wish I would have waited. Mm. And so. Here's the thing. Let's let's get into it. Then when we when we look at sex before marriage, a lot of people think that is such an outdated practice. And a lot of people associate it with just Christianity, like, Mm -hmm. oh, Christians believe that. Nah, baby, when you check into all of the religions, Mm -hmm. I I, want to say I'm not going to I'm not a a expert on all of them, but the major ones all say the same thing. And even when you think I, I started diving in a little bit because I bought a book about yoga. Um, I wanted to uh, understand yoga a little bit more. I'm, I love practicing yoga, and I've kind of toyed with the idea of maybe becoming a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I, you know, really was getting into it. And so I, I bought a, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but kind of like the foundations of yoga. Okay. And it has, I want to say, five or seven principles. Um, but anyways, I, I remember one of them was about having. Um, like sexual purity, mm. like having um, sexual oneness. I forget how it's said, but basically um, 
it was saying that how important it is just to not be willy nilly and, and free for all uh -huh. with your with your with your sexual life. And when I when I saw that, I was just like, yo, this is not just a, a Bible thing. This is. And then when you look at other religions, uh -huh. when you look at uh, 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 Buddhist, Hindu, uh, Muslims, like when you look at these different religions, sex is uh, is a big deal. Uh -huh. And what's happening is that we're we're there's an agenda being pushed that sex is just sex uh -huh. and it's a spiritual thing. That's why all of these other religions and spiritual practices are really big. When you look, I mean, when you look across the world, it's yeah. a big deal uh -huh. and we're trying to minimize it just because we're getting blinded by a temporary feeling. But we, if we all acknowledge that we are, we're flesh, but there also is a spiritual world. Right. We are being connected with the the spirit of that person mm -hmm. and in biblical terms we know that you know when we have sex with somebody it's a blood covenant mm -hmm. because when you have when a virgin when you have sex and a virgin it's the hymen is broken and, right and i'm not okay I, I understand some people like oh not every time okay i got you high speed but <laughs> so the, it the is, intent there is, is, is a breaking there is a, there is a breaking yes. and so sometimes that a woman's hymen can be broken playing sports and and all this other stuff so i understand that part but Essentially, um, when you have that, when a woman is, uh, when the virgin, when the virginity is taken, it is there's a blood covenant, and mm -hmm. when we look at blood covenants in the Bible, it's a serious, right. long in entanglement, and it's a spiritual thing. And so we also look at just kind of from the physical part that women are receivers, mm -hmm. and then so we are receiving um, from the male when we are having sex as well, it's a lot deeper than just bumping right. things. It's a lot deeper. And I wish that I wish having the knowledge that I know now, you know, um, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have had sex with. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest. No, absolutely no purpose, no reason at all. But I was searching for something. Mm -hmm. I was lost. I was looking for an intimacy that um, I didn't have. I was looking for a connection. And so that's when I gave my body away. Mm -hmm. And knowing what I know now, the sacredness, the beauty of, of, of intimacy that happens with marriage, yo, mm -hmm. it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. But then also to know that you can, people act like, uh, my husband and I were just talking about this, that people act like sex is a, is a need. No, baby, air and right. water and food right. is a need. Yeah, Sex is a um, can be a beautiful uh, bonus in addition to your life, mm -hmm. but it's not all that. And you can get intimacy, connection with people by having a relationship mm -hmm. with them. Sex is a different, higher level. And here's the thing: we always we think that everybody is meant to have sex. What if not everybody right. is meant to? But we're we're thrown out there thinking that you have to. Yeah. Let's go out there. I remember. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in high school and, you know, grew up in church. And I remember where I was standing in the church that I grew up in. And I was talking to somebody. I have no idea if it was a leader or, um, or a peer. But I remember we had been talking about Jesus Jesus is second coming. And so when he returns for his bride and everything's going to be made new and the new heavens and the, the new heaven and the new earth. And 
I got so excited about it and I can still get really excited about it. It is one of my favorite things to talk about. Like, what's that going to be like? And what are we going to do? And the millennial reign and all the things. And I said out loud, the like overriding feeling of my heart was, but I don't want him to come yet because I'm not married. And a lot of that was because of what the other thing meant. Like, well, because I can't, like, I don't want to die without having sex. Like, that's, like, the ultimate experience of a person. And because that's how it's sold. And, like, that's how it was even sold in church. Because we're not supposed to have sex before we get married, it's, like, the thing that everybody wants to experience. And the world tells us, like, it's the end-all, be-all and but the church tells us that oh too. no I know I the know world, the <laughs> world and the church tells us that yes. marriage and sex is that is it yeah and we are so wrong and so as a 40 year old who's like coming into her own of like I don't know that I'll ever get married I can't assume that mm-hmm. I can't assume that that is what God God's plan for me is and he's given me no like yes, I've called you to singleness for a lifetime, or yes, I'm going to give you a husband. Like, he's not been very specific about that. And I think he's intentional about not being specific about that because it's not about a man. It's about him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what my life is about. It's Mm -hmm. about bringing glory to him. And so if he gives me a yes or a no, then I get to decide how I feel about that. When I could, like... Instead, I'm like pressing into him on the daily. So anyway, I now having experienced grief and loss and how broken this world is, I'm like, Jesus, you better come back soon. I don't care what that means about me and my marital status and my virginity status. Like that, I don't care about that. I want Jesus to come back. And so more than I want to experience that. Um, and I want our, like, I want our younger people to hear that. Like, if you are a virgin, the loss of that virginity is not the, like, the end all be all. There is so much more to life. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation because, like, why I over, like, my spirit overrode my flesh and was like, I don't want to talk about this. But my spirit was like, they need to know. And they also need to know that if they don't have their virginity, there is redemption there. Yeah, There is so much healing and redemption available. And I see that in your life. Yeah. Uh, because in our relationship, you've told me a lot about just your history. And, and when you talk about that, I don't even recognize the person that you're talking about Mm -hmm. because God's healing and transformation in your life for like me on the outside looking in has been so complete and so full. Here's the thing from the inside looking in. Yeah. Oh, I love that. From the inside looking in, I know what my thought process Mm -hmm. was. Um, I had, you know, my, my past, um, I was promiscuous. I had no problem with, with, with going to a, a different person. 
um, because I didn't value it and I didn't understand the value. Now, here's the thing, the on the backside of that, now I've had to work through, pray and fast through breaking soul ties. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there are so many great books on that. And I suggest that anybody gets into that, just real, realizing that, that you're tied to these people that you are having this sex with. But so again, I, I didn't grow up in the church. So when I came in contact with the church, I was a full adult and me and Jesus had been walking. We doing uh-huh. it. Then I started going to church. Like, oh, okay, well, these is your people. And then I started getting to know, like, Jesus, your people is tripping <laughs> because they're not even reading that book. So, cause I don't understand how yeah. we, we can quote the new Testament written by a single man uh-huh. and still pump the whole marriage thing down everybody's throat. Like, I don't see how we didn't glorify singleness. Yeah. And so I feel like if we had glorified singleness, you wouldn't be battling so much. Yeah. And, and in the, that group in the church, if we glorified singleness, just like we glorified being married, every, what if everybody ain't meant to be married? Yeah. Like, that's a concept. Mm-hmm. It's a concept that other that. And here's the thing, it happens in all other spiritual realms, other spiritual religions mm-hmm. as well. But now the church is starting to get into it, barely tapping it. Yeah. But we we keep we've always preached the whole marriage thing, and it's because of our lack of knowledge about what's really going on. Like we really didn't understand why God was saying not to have these sexual covenants. Mm-hmm. And it's like we 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 tell people or we say something without giving the why because we don't understand and we truly didn't dive in. And that's just not how I, I operate. God gave me an extra little ump. So if you tell me something, <laughs> baby, you better tell me why I can yeah. obey, but I need to know why. Now don't get me wrong. The army taught me, you know, Hey, you sure. just have to pick this trash up. Cause I said, pick yeah, the trash right. up. You feel me? But for a lot of times, there's no why behind it. And I think that was lost in the church. But yeah. Then, Cause the nineties, it was just like, don't do this. Well, heck, even now, I know, but, but why are we doing it now? Yeah. Because the people leading churches now were in high school in the nineties. Yeah. And so it's, it's just the whole why wait thing. Yeah. Well, but we didn't do a really good, do a really good job of answering the no. why because God said so was basically like the thing that was shoved down our throats. And you either have people who were like me, who were so supernaturally protected by the Lord. And that's the only reason I'm sitting here a virgin at 40. (laughs) Not because like I had anything to do with it, but because God so supernaturally protected me or you had people go, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. This mm-hmm. is unrealistic. I don't want to be approved. It's so outdated, like you said. Mm-hmm. And I'm missing something. Yes, exactly. There's something that I'm missing. Yes. When we look at the value of virginity and how yes, go valuable. Because I know how you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we look at the value of virginity and how special it is. Mm-hmm. So. I am in no way in promoting this at all, but I remember having a discussion with um, a, a, a beautiful young lady in my life and um, who was at the time she was a virgin. And I was, you know, I was talking to her and I told her, you know, your virginity is 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 special and is sacred. And she was like, well, you know, how so? And I said, here's, here's the thing. Let's just look at it in the world's eyes. Mm-hmm. Because we kind of think, oh, you guys are talking about it in, in God's or in religion's eyes. Mm-hmm. But in the world's eyes, virginity is sacred. So much so that people will pay millions or high yeah. six figures to have a virgin. Yeah. So if your virginity is worth, in the world's eyes, six figures or, or millions of dollars, 
then baby, that thing is it's expensive. Mm-hmm. If that's that's one night somebody would pay expensively for mm-hmm. one night with you for for your virginity, in the world's eyes, then that that put some value on that. Yeah, like if so, then if 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 you know that you know you and 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 speaking to teenage girls that sure. you knowing that your virginity could be black marketed on the on the black market, your virginity would 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 cause you know would charge high dollar for that mm-hmm. then what is you doing with this little billy here yeah. in the back of a car yeah like yo and i told the girl you know it, it is what it is i tell you don't don't listen let's get us rich then if you're right. gonna go and do something let's get rich off of mm-hmm. it then don't just go and just throw it away because that's what we're doing we're just we're throwing our value away god mm-hmm. is He's telling us, Catherine, how valued we are over and over mm. and over. And we just continue to just throw it away, mm-hmm. thinking that we're missing something, thinking that the world has something different or better. And he's telling, no, I want you to wait because you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I want you to wait because this is sacred. I want mm-hmm. you to wait because there are consequences that you do not see. Mm-hmm. There are consequences be me going out and, and losing my virginity at such a young age. First of all, I believe that having losing my virginity at such a young age messed with my development, mm-hmm. messed with the way that I viewed relationships. And so I have such a beautiful, patient husband that, you know, we've been able to heal together yeah. in this. But there's a lot of healing that has had to take place and how to, to we have, have had to reform certain things in the way we do things because we've been influenced by our past and our past sexual behaviors. Every time you have sex with somebody, you're just going into their bed, they're going into the next mm-hmm. bed, and you're just jumping in, and you're bringing those people with you. So yeah. you had sex with Bill, now you're having sex with Tyrone, and then you're bringing Bill and Tyrone into Tim's bed, and it's all, you guys mm-hmm. are just stacking up, and all of these images and these these experiences and these feelings because it's not just sex it's a bigger spiritual thing that is happening and we need to place more value on it and it's not just a biblical principle it's a spiritual principle that goes across the world Mm -hmm. and we are just so oblivious to it trying and then in the christian world we're just saying don't do it well why Educate yourself on why we mm-hmm. don't do it, why we don't do this, why we don't the scientific the reasons scientific. behind like and spiritual and, and science and what I what I hear from because it's all if we believe that God is the creator of everything, of course it's connected. Yeah, of course because science is not just science. It's like God created all of that and like the and He created our brains and He knows how they think and the imprints that they make and and the smells that we hold on to and oh all of the things like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like how a smell can bring back a memory and when you think about that in relation to sex, like you can be minding your own business, living for the Lord and like that unnecessary memory comes because of your olfactory nerves. Mm -hmm. Like it's just one of the things that I think that gets lost when we say just don't have sex before you get married because that's what God says is we miss all of the care that God and the love that God created that rule for. It's not just about rule following and like the 10 commandments and oh well we don't want to fall short and all of the things and yes 
Jesus's blood does cover all of that, but there are still natural consequences to our sins. It's natural. You were talking, I was thinking, you know, how um, one of my favorite scriptures is that Jesus came, that we can have an abundant life yeah. more abundantly. Mm-hmm. And part of that abundant life um, does not entail fighting off, you know, these extra um unnecessarily demons but actual spiritual entanglements that Mm -hmm. we get into that's not that abundant life like we 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 make things harder by disobedience yeah we 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 keep thinking like i know better i'm gonna use my body and we go back to that whole it's my body yeah you know we it's my body it's this is mine i can do it but then if we reference that our body is a temple right of the holy spirit then when you go lie down in that bed then y'all are lying down together, mm-hmm. and this is a holy thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and sex is not this dirty thing. I pray a lot of times. I'll pray over my sex with with my husband. Mm-hmm. Like let this be a beautiful union. What it's supposed to what be. It's supposed what he made to it be. for. Yeah. I pray over my sexual life with my husband, my intimacy with my husband, that we forever have a a passion and an urge and just a desire for each other sexually. Mm -hmm. That's a prayer. And it's not because, oh, I mean, we get so wrapped up in thinking that sex is so, ooh, no. With the with the holy union, oh baby, it's beautiful. Yeah, and that's it's a, a design. And that's another thing that the church has gotten so wrong. It's like, oh, well, now it's bad. And do you know how many, like, friends... I've been in their weddings and it's so, I've been in a lot of weddings (laughs) and it's so interesting. Like when I was younger, I had two sets of friends, one that didn't talk about their sex lives with their husbands at all because it was none of my business Mm -hmm. because it was none of my business. And then there were the friends that talked about it too much um, and shared I remember one friend in particular said, I was sitting on the beach with my husband waiting at any moment for my dad to come and ream me out because I was sitting on the beach with a man who I had been naked with. And it was her husband. And and it was just like, and and I'll be honest, they're not married anymore. Mm-hmm. And so what about the way that she thought about sex wrecked it mm-hmm. for her? Because she grew up in the church and it was wrong and it was mm-hmm. bad until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't know what to do with it. And I, it, it's funny because I had a conversation with my daughter. Um, I, you know, I raised my children. I'm, I'm trying to be, not I'm trying, I am as honest as, as I can be with my children about everything. They mm-hmm. ask me a question, I answer it. And so my daughter and I, a couple of weeks ago, had a, a conversation about, you know, she was like, well, what's the big deal about sex? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, it feels good, baby. I'm not going to lie and tell you it, it, it. I said, at a certain point, it feels good. That's why people do it. It feels good. And so, we, you know, um, I didn't go into to the details of, of, of all of the layers of that. And I said, you know, but it's a beautiful thing between you and your husband that will happen. And it's a beautiful union. I said, God created sex to, for, a, for a multitude of reasons, but it is a pleasurable thing. And so I, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, don't do it because it's not. No, I said, I'm going to be honest, you know, you know, the first time if you, you know, you do it, and you, you know, you're young and you do it, it's going to suck. Um, but, you know, within a marriage, you know, within a marriage that 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 covenant, that it's a beautiful thing. I'm making sure that I'm not telling her like sex is just 
bad and, right. it's, and it's horrible. And then you go out and do it and you're like, what? You've been keeping this from me? Like, <laughs> right. no, it's, a, you know, from the get-go, my children are going to be able to say, no, okay. I, I knew that this was this is what, what was expected, mm-hmm. you know. And then as she gets older, we'll have deeper and deeper conversations with it because I don't want it to be this taboo subject. Yeah. I want you to be real. I want to be real with it. And I told her about, you know, there's the spiritual connections that happen to it. Mm-hmm. So my 11-year-old is aware of things that I just, I'm just coming into a term with mm. as an adult. But I am feeding, I feed both of my children as much information about things that, I'm aware of now that may seem to other people, maybe seem, oh, it's too mature or too much. But, Mm -hmm. yo, these kids are talking and they're so smart. Oh, yeah. They're hearing it somewhere. I want you you to know from me. I told her, I said, don't ask your friends. They don't know nothing. (laughs) They don't know nothing at all. You ask me and I'm going to tell you as much as I can. Yeah. And if I don't know, then they will research it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sex is a it's a it's a it's a big thing. But it's a. I wish we would start saying it's a holy, sacred thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a holy, sacred, spiritual thing, and we need to honor it and take a, and be more respectful of mm-hmm. it. All right, well, we are running out of time, but mm-hmm. our unpopular opinion number four, boys' bodies are just as valuable as girls' bodies. And I know this is a big one for you with yeah. as the mama of a son. Listen, we, our society has told women you know, uh, when we do speak positive is that they should value themselves and their bodies and not be promiscuous. But that message has not been translated to men. Yeah, it's just expected that they would be promiscuous. It it is. And my husband, um, I wish he could be on here. Um, He next time. And I know, listen, (laughs) um, because him and I have had this discussion and and we are feeding the truth to our son that he is valuable, Mm -hmm. that his body parts, his body is just as valuable as a woman. Mm -hmm. So I don't say that, oh, um, like I let them know that I don't believe that they should be dating until they get 16. Mm -hmm. Just, and and I'm going to be, I told them, I'm going to be real with you. When you get 16, we'll see them (laughs) too. Um, Because dating just brings in a whole different aspect. And we've talked about that, but it's not, just for Amaya when she gets 16. Mm-hmm. It's for Josiah as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, I place value on my son because just like uh, men are willing to pay high dollar for a virgin female, mm-hmm. men are willing to pay high dollar for a virgin boy as well. And mm-hmm. other women, here's the thing, we don't talk about it as, as much as, as needed, but uh, sexual abuse, sexual molestation oh, happens yeah. with little yeah. boys as mm-hmm. well. And a lot of men are now, I believe, and I love how this culture is shifting now, mm-hmm. that men are coming out and saying so many men have been abused when they mm-hmm. were young. And we, men being boys, being molested mm-hmm. by older women. Right. And our society looking the other way, mm-hmm. you know, looking the other way and thinking, oh, you know, or congratulating the young teenage boy, the 14-year-old boy that has had sex with a 24-year-old right. woman thinking, oh, well, good job. No, mm-hmm. that she should go yeah, to jail. She's a, she's she's a, a predator. predator. Yeah. And she should go to jail mm-hmm. just like the man, the 24-year-old man yeah. should go to jail. That woman should go to jail. Mm-hmm. Our boys are valuable. Mm-hmm. Our boys are so precious, and I wish that we had learned this lesson a long time ago mm-hmm. to know we have to, in order to raise beautiful, respectful men, we have yeah. to raise beautiful, respectful boys. And so now... Well, and also, like, 
beautiful, respectful, but also strong who know their worth and they, and they know the value that they bring to society. Because I don't think that most of our men know the value that they bring to society. They do not because it's all about women's and it's all about mothers. And here's the thing. I love, I am a mother and look how big we do for Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a big deal. And then Father's Day is starting now to get a little clout, but y'all, we don't even do that. And fathers have such a, impact on our lives Mm -hmm. god references himself as a father Mm -hmm. and so it makes sense that the enemy attacks earthly fathers and tries to damage that relationship Mm -hmm. there we have to pour into the value that our boys your body is just as valuable equally as valuable as the girls you don't go out there and and soil soil uh what's that soying uh, sowing little seeds yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. that's not that's not worthy and that's not God's best for your mm-hmm. life well and I think also our society is just like we just assume that because I mean we even like make jokes about you know boys going through puberty and all of the things and but again <laughs> you are not going to die Mm-mm. if you don't have sex it's like it's not it is possible <laughs> It is not a need. Now, intimacy and connection and community, Yeah, I would put those higher. And that does not have to have a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. But I believe when we place value back on our bodies and value back on, if you realize that when you are in a sexual relationship that Jesus is literally right there with you, are you okay? Like, are you okay with you doing it and him and Jesus, Jesus was mm-hmm. physically right there. Are, are we okay with that? Yeah. And that would, I would even like really speak strongly to the young Christian couple who is engaged and living together. Mm. That is okay in churches now. Mm. Like we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just you're saving money because you're well, you're mm-hmm. saving money. You're saving and money. You're do it in anyway, a right? committed relationship and you're going to go ahead and get married anyway. Mm-hmm. How many people have known that this was who they were going to be with for the rest of their life, and that's not who they're with for the rest of their life? Listen here. When I was 16, Uh I thought that I had met the love of my life. And Mm -hmm. when he broke up with me, I cried. My little eyes are, Brandy, have you ever loved somebody? (laughs) Anyways, that song. And here's the thing. Even now, I hear that song, and I'm still thinking about that boy. And I thought we was going to get married. Yeah. I really did. If you and then there was two boys I thought I was going to be married to. Mm-hmm. I thought, yes, this is it. This is it. After when the first one broke my little heart, then I went on and we I met another one. I was like, yes, this is it. We're gonna get married. Them jokers there. Bless Lord, bless your sons. But I'm so mm-hmm. glad. Yeah, I am so glad. Yeah. But here's the thing: we're going out there just giving ourselves mm-hmm. without a commitment, and, and not and a ring. And an ask is not a commitment. A full-on commitment. Yes, where you have made a a covenant with someone. And people have witnessed it. That is what we're talking about. A full-on commitment in not only God's eyes, but in our our world's eyes as far as legally. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing because a lot of times people don't want to get married because of the legal aspects of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, Oh, we don't need to, we don't need a piece of paper. We don't need a piece of paper. Well, you, what's the reason behind that piece of paper? Because that piece of paper binds you guys, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you don't want to be bound legally in the world's eyes, 
There's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why that's not happening because you still want your own yeah. and you're still not fully committed. I, I think that comes from also, again, the damage that has been done if you've had sex before, if you've mm-hmm. had relationships with people before, then all of those are coming in because the junk that I came into in my marriage, mm-hmm. yo, was it's just mind-blowing. And there's still some things that are still a struggle with mm-hmm. him. You talked about smells, and it's so funny because there's one smell that I'll smell that still brings up. And it mm. still brings up. Now, thank God it's an old cologne that nobody really wears anymore. Mm. But I've smelled it on the weirdest people. And I'm like, crap. Yeah. You know, it's so it's it's. And these, that's like over 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago. Wow. You know, and it's still mm-hmm. there. But going back to that unpopular opinion about number four, um, we need to really, really. And if I, I, I would say we can go hard on it right now as far as valuing our boys. Yeah. As far as letting them know you are valuable, that your parts are just as valuable mm-hmm. and you need to be you need to be very selective with your seed. Mm. You need to value it just like we were telling our girls to value. They have to value their bodies as well. Men, my brothers that are listening, your body is valuable. Your everything about you is made in his image. Mm-hmm. And so when you know that you are made in his image and you are truly valuable, you have to start looking at yourself and what you do with your body differently mm-hmm. because you are valuable. And here's the thing. You are needed in society. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Men haven't been told that. But I remind my husband and I'll even text my dad randomly. Hey, mm. thank you for being you. Thank you. You're needed. Yeah. You know, and I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to text my brother when I get off the phone. Let him mm. know you're needed. Mm-hmm. Men are needed. They yeah. are so needed. And that hasn't been preached in the church. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been preached in society. And so men are just out here doing whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. We've talked about a lot. We have. I'm really thankful for you, friend. I'm thankful for you. Mm. All right. I know, I know you love her and want to be her best friend. It happens all the time, and she is every bit the person she was in this conversation. I'm so thankful for my friends who have lived different lives than me. It has helped my empathy and compassion grow, and I'm so thankful for all the hard-earned wisdom Patrice shared with us today. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Catherine Means, and I'd love it if you would rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think. Tell me what some of your unpopular opinions are, and we'll probably do this segment again. So what are um, some unpopular opinions that you'd like me to talk about in the future? I'd love to hear that. Until next time, sweet friends. Thank you for being here. Remember to take deep breaths and God has got us.